Welcome to No Duct Tape, the podcast that celebrates the strength in vulnerability and empowers you to embrace your authentic self. I'm your girl, Ify, your guide through this transformative exploration of personal stories and growth. How can we create a safe and open space for everyone to thrive and be their best selves? What does it take to overcome societal expectations and speak up with unveiling conviction? Well, together, we'll peel back the layers of experiences, uncovering the wisdom gained from our unique paths. Are you ready to embrace vulnerability and unlock the boundless possibilities that await you? Let's embark on this extraordinary adventure of self-discovery and personal empowerment. Have you ever been exploited for whatever reason? It doesn't matter which environment it is or what the nature of that relationship is, but have you ever, ever been exploited and it made you feel like, oh my word, no, this is not going to work for me. Well, I want to tap into that a little bit. It's very scrutinizing as well as it's very difficult for me to talk about because it's actually very, very recent. And at the same time, decisions were made that I will seek advice about and having to hear what you have to say. But in the midst of it, it's something that I've been fighting against for a very long time. I will fight for my friends. I will fight for my family. I will fight for people that make people feel some type of way and exploiting them because I don't know, for whatever reason that they exploit people for. So that's why I just feel like this is an appropriate episode to tap into and to maybe then hear what you have to say in regards to it. I will give the story as unbiased as possible so that it doesn't go in my favor, but you get you have all the facts and then you can make your decision on your own. Because I don't want now, oh no, because it's Ify's story, then that means that Ify wants us to be on her side about this, etc., etc. So I want to eliminate all of that, right? Welcome to No Duct Tape. I'm your girl, Ify. And this is an episode that speaks to exploitation right here on Jamet. You have the luxury of hashtagging fight against exploitation. And let's see what we can do moving forward. All right. So let's tap into it a little bit. So I had a job a couple of months ago. And obviously, I got retrenched for for financial reasons and so forth. I don't know if I spoke about it in an earlier episode or if it's the first time that you're hearing about it. But yeah, I got retrenched because of financial reasons and so forth. Great. Fine. Then that means that I was unemployed for a good two months. And then I got new employment in September. And I started, I believe, the first week of September or so. Or the second week of September, rather. I worked for the company for a good two and a half weeks. I, tend, I went to work each and every day. It was on site. So you go to work Monday to Friday. You start at nine. The day ends at six. But because of what the kind of work that they do also, I've heard in the talks and when they were explaining to me the, the working culture and so forth, there were times where others would knock off at 2 a.m. They would knock off at 2 a.m. only to come back at the office at 9 a.m. the next day. I don't know if that's a healthy working environment or what, but that was the gist of it. All right. Now, we received breakfast as the interns each and every day. Free breakfast, 
each and every day. We got vitamins because they were about wellness and health and so forth. Also knowing the, the demanding aspect of the job, right? So they gave vitamins. You had the luxury of deciding to take the vitamins or not. It was two pills. And then obviously they bought you a water bottle. <laughs> Mine broke, by the way, but I'll get to that. And then obviously you got your breakfast. There was also lunch on site. And there was a catering company that brought lunch each and every day. The gist of lunch was if lunch was a hundred bucks. I pay 50 bucks, the company pays 50 bucks. So the company pays half, I pay half. And that would be calculated for when your salary comes in and that's the money that will be deducted at the end of the month, right? So if, for example, the whole thing was 2,000, I would have to pay 1,000 bucks and then the company will pay the rest, right? That's how it worked. Cool. No issues then whatsoever. Cool. I worked each and every day. The first formal long week that I worked today, Monday to Friday, I knocked off every day at around six-ish, past six, and I would Uber home. So I Uber to work and home. That was a choice. I had a little bit of anxiety in terms of having to take the taxi. Also, because it was a new environment, I needed to get the gist of where do I get the public transport, et cetera, et cetera. I was willing to learn, or rather, I was willing to find out or figure out where that would be. And so I never got the chance to do that, which is whatever. Cool. So I Uber to work each and every day. That's fine. I got another opportunity at another company and it was better pay. It was better working hours. It was hybrid. It didn't require me to be at the office all the time. And it doesn't require me to work each and every day, by the way. And majority of the time I'm at home, I go to the office once or twice a week. And so far I've been going to work once a week. I went to week last week once. I went to work the other week once and next week I'm going to work once again. So that's the gist of it. But I like last week I worked three days and two days I wasn't working. This coming week I'm working two days. I'm working on Monday and I'm working on Thursday, which is going to be at the office. And the other days I won't be working at all. Right. So you can understand the, the dynamic of the hybrid that I worked. Right. Cool. So. With having resigned, this is the process that I took to resign. I never received a contract from them, by the way. I only received an appointment letter. So what had happened was the day that I resigned, I resigned with immediate effect. And I stipulated also in the email that I'm resigning with immediate effect because I hadn't received a contract. So this is my formal resignation. Each and every company is wired differently. So a company can decide that, no, you cannot leave immediately. You have to serve notice. And they tell you how long the notice is. And this is also an information. This is information that I also received from the company that I work for right now. The HR lady was explaining to me the, the nitty gritties of HR because I wanted to understand why I was being treated the way that I was treated. Cool. Also in the email, I stipulated that I would be requiring or rather we should discuss my money, the money that I would receive for the two and a half weeks that I worked there. Great. Cool. They said they would get back to me. In the midst of me having resigned before speaking to my line manager or my supervisor at the time, one of the ladies, which was part of HR, came to me and she said, I found out that you just resigned. Please pack your stuff and go. After speaking to your manager, pack your stuff and go. It was very rude, by the way. She told me to leave. I was willing to, you know, work for the rest of the day. And obviously, like I said, had they stipulated that I have to serve notice, then I would have served notice. But they never explained to me. They were so emotional about what had happened. And they told me to leave. 
fine. I spoke to my manager. My manager was very supportive and he was like, I'm so proud of you. All the best. And all these different things. Because also he understood the dynamic that I was been given a better opportunity, you know, and I was been given more money and I want to take care of my family and I want to take care of myself and I want to be able, you know, to breathe a little bit better. That's fine. Cool. I then left. A week later, I'm checking in because it's the week that people are getting paid. I check in with a company and I'm like, um, hey, so what's the deal with the payment? And they say to me, <laughs> they say to me, because you benefited from our company, because you also reserve the right to leave immediately. We believe that we reserve the right to withhold your money. We are not going to pay you. Wow. Nice. I have lawyer friends. I trade, I explain the whole story to my friends and they're like, but you have a case. You can actually demand that they pay you. So a friend of mine then wrote a legal letter for me to send to them. I sent that letter with waiting um, and then we were giving them until Friday to pay me that time. I sent the email on a Tuesday and waited for them to reply. Did they not say anything? They said nothing. Period. Two. Gone. Nothing. Fine. I was very conflicted about this whole situation. And I remember... Quite recently, actually, the friend asking me, what is your way forward? I'm like, please explain to me if I do want to take this further, what happens? We spoke about the CCMA. We spoke about how it works and everything. And it's like, you make a decision and let me know. I've been conflicted. And so I made the decision that, you know what? No, nah, I'm not going to go forward with this. You know what? I don't want to do this. Because initially when I started this whole process also with having sent them the legal letter. So I am a believer I believe in God. And when you read the Bible, it says to you that fight against those that can't fight for themselves, those persecuted and all those things, right? You can read read it up on that. It speaks about widows and it speaks about those that are less privileged. You know, those are prosecuted for the beliefs and so forth. Fight for them as a believer. So I was trying to fight against this also because I was like, I will not allow you as a company to exploit people in the future. You cannot treat people like this. It's not okay, period. It is not okay. You cannot treat people like this and expect that people will not retaliate. And also, I wanted them to remind them that the next time they come to, they come to this kind of a situation, just pay people and have them leave you alone. You know, I was fighting for it in a spiritual place. I was also fighting for it, like, in terms of the law. You know, but anyway, I took the decision, you know, I don't want to go ahead with this. I don't want to go forward with this. This is me just going to like, I'm going to move away from this. Fine. Cool. So the gist of everything is that I decided that I wasn't going to go forward with this. I decided that I was going to just let it go, let it be and move on. I'm in a better place. I mean, obviously I didn't get the money. So it's a bit difficult for me to travel to work because I don't have money right now. And I used money that I didn't have to go to their company to begin with. So I had to literally like fix the debt that I had and stuff with the salary that I would have received, but it never happened. So this is exploitation because the company felt that because they had the upper hand in the sense that they were withholding my money, that they could decide that they didn't want to give me my money because apparently I said that I didn't have a contract with them. But I signed an appointment letter, which is what my lawyer also explained that you sign an appointment letter. They are obligated to pay you for the two and a half weeks that you work there. And that's what we also stipulated in the letter. Right. So my question to you then becomes, did I do the right thing walking away? Did I do the right thing walking away? What would you do in my situation? Hashtag 
fight against exploitation. What would you do if you were in my shoes? Am I being too dramatic on Sampatseho? You decided that you're going to leave and this is the consequences that you have to deal with. Or no, you went to work regardless. You need to get paid. I've spoken to different HR people that have stipulated that I have a case. I've spoken to law people and they've said that I have a case. So what do you think as a non-biased person? I explained the story and let me tell you, I didn't leave anything out. And, and let me tell you, I got free food there and whatnot so this is me trying to show you that there's no way near did i leave anything out to make it favor me but i went to work each and every day i knocked off each and every day and i worked billable hours so billable hours are hours that you write down on paper to send to the client to bill them for the work for the hours that you worked on their project so you charge in accordance to hours worked so they were going to use my hours as well as their hours combined to get paid so that means that they were getting money for my hours as well and aren't I entitled to my part my money even if it's just transport money then give me transport money if you don't want to give me billable hours I don't even care just give me the money that I use to travel to the office because I need to travel somewhere else. So do you agree that it's exploitation? If yes, then why? Do you believe that it's not exploitation? If no, then why? Because I would like to see it from your perspective and you explaining to me that, say, well, are you dramatic or not? And I want to take this in because I feel like also it's been weighing down on me. It's been taking a lot of time, you know, from my mind. And I want to lay this to rest. Um, I spoke to my lawyer friend yesterday and he was like, you know what? Let it go. Let it go. You know, you're in a better place right now and you're happier now. Just focus on the next thing, you know, focus on the next thing. And let this also be a lesson that never allow anyone to put you in this situation ever again. And I think also with the job that I work right now, speaking to the HR leader, I was like, you know what? I was exploited and this is what happened. Obviously, I explained it to her and I'm like, I don't want this situation to happen to me ever again. So what would you do? Do you agree with me? What would you do? Share with me. Even if you would, if you, even if you were to share with me a story that, you know, that you deem exploited, exploitation in your life. Let's talk about it. Let's see what's going on. Let's, you know, give each other advice. Let's try and be the voice of reason for one another. But whatever it is that we do, can we just do it with, you know, with with empathy, with candor and with love and kindness. But let's always remember that there's no need to exploit other people. And there's no need that because you have an upper hand that you have the right to exploit people or to step on people's toes because that's not how the world should work. We're already dealing with a lot of things as it is and having people then treat us the way that they feel like it's okay and we all know that it's not hey we need to fight against that we genuinely genuinely need to fight against that but let me know i'm willing to listen thank you so much for listening thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to vent yet again this is no duct tape i'm your girl iffy right here on jamet until the next episode ciao Thank you for joining us on this thought-provoking episode of No Duct Tape, where we've explored the importance of creating a safe open space for personal growth and empowerment. I hope you were inspired to embrace vulnerability, to speak up, and to take steps forward, becoming the best version of yourself. Remember, your story has the power to impact others and create positive change. Join us again next time as we continue to uncover the untold stories and amplify diverse voices. Together, let's build a community where authenticity and acceptance reigns. Until then, keep sharing, keep growing, and keep shining your light. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your girl, Ify. Ciao.
no duct tape, embracing vulnerability and building an inclusive community.